everybody, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Jennifer Wood is a force multiplier, coach, and entrepreneur who has done the work and taken her life from survival mode into a place where she is thriving every single day. If you're feeling stuck, it is probably time for a major shift in your mindset too. In this week's bonus episode, learn from Jennifer about how to lead yourself with a wealth mindset, explore how to navigate the roadblocks that are holding you back, and make a plan for who you need to become to get on the path towards owning all aspects of your life. Enjoy the show. Um, I am a coach with Achieve Freedom Coaching. I call myself a force multiplier. And what that means is that I am the one who comes beside someone else and multiplies their greatness in them. I'm not a visionary type of person. I don't see visions. I'm not like this huge, I'm going to go out and conquer the world type of person. I'm very detail oriented and kind of small thinking, which makes me a force multiplier. And I used to downplay that and I've learned to celebrate it. And that's part of the going from surviving to thriving. Um, I am a fearless leader. I think fearless is a great word. Somebody once told me I was powerful and that changed my world. So I, I do coach top entrepreneurs. I help them grow their business. We talk about financial systems, recruiting, but we talk a lot too about mindset and kind of how it affects what you do in your life and how it affects you as a leader. So a little bit about me, I mentioned that I do a really good job of um, kind of minimizing myself, right? I have talked employers out of hiring me. I'm really good at that. I have downplayed a lot of my successes. Um, Somebody asked me the other day about my MBA and I was like, gosh, I don't even know where that's at. I have buried my MBA in a file cabinet somewhere in my house because I hadn't learned to celebrate that fact that I have an MBA. That was a big accomplishment and I'm still kind of downplaying it. So I think that I want, the biggest thing that I want everybody to understand is that this is work. Going from surviving to thriving is work. Um, I think that the great thing about Trisha's presentation and, and Lisa's presentation too, is that it gives us all hope that this is what we can be. And then for people like me, who who are in that surviving mindset, we go, oh, I can never be that way. And I really want to encourage you to say, no, I can be that way. So the true question is kind of like, what is surviving? And surviving is kind of just keeping your head above water, right? It's the day-to-day living paycheck to paycheck, I'm coming from scarcity, constantly in a state of worry, very fear-based, focusing on all the things that go wrong every day. Um, I was a I can't even tell you how professional I was at this. Somebody would say, how did your day go? And I'd say, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And I would name off all these things that I didn't do. All that did was put energy into all the things that I quote unquote called a failure. And so when you're in the survival mode, you feel like you're just treading water and you just, you don't even know how to do anything different than where you're at. And, you know, people describe it as being stuck. Well, yeah, you, you are, you're stuck. You're, you're kind of in this mode of just surviving, surviving. So if you think about, I've been surviving. Now let's talk about really what's thriving. Thriving is different for every person, right? Um, I used to think that thriving meant that I had some great accomplishment that I'd done. I had found my purpose. Well, that's, that's not really true. Describing thriving is a very personal thing for you. It's different for every person. 
I would encourage you, if you're trying to decide whether you're surviving or whether you're thriving, or even how you get from the survival mode to the thriving mode, is come from a wealth mindset. And so I think sometimes when people think about wealth, they think that it only has to do with money. And I say bull. Um, wealth is everything. You know, when you think about the statement, I am wealthy, that could mean I am wealthy with my finances. It's being able to do what I want, when I want. I am wealthy in my health. My physical health is strong. My emotional health is strong. I am wealthy in my business. I have a full pipeline. I have strong financials. I know where I'm going in my business. I have goals that I've set in my business that I'm achieving. I am wealthy in my spirituality. It's having that faith over fear, right? Somebody once showed me this um, meme and it was an angel and she was standing on the edge of a cliff and she said, what if I fall? And the, the statement beside it said, oh, my dear, what if you fly? And that was really powerful for me because I'm always worrying about like, what if I fall? What if it goes wrong? What if I fail at this presentation that I'm doing today? What if I sound like I'm a knucklehead and nobody wants to listen to me? But what if I'm an amazing speaker? And what if I impact someone's life, just one person's life today? I think the struggle comes along with we listen to the voice in our head that tells us we are something that we're not. And what I've learned over the years of being coming from a survival mindset where I would listen to myself and say, yeah, I'm not going to this this webinar. This is not something I should do. And I'll tell you, that little voice came up this morning at 530 in the morning. And I was so close to texting Carrie and saying, oh, I really can't do this today. I'm sick and making up some excuse. Right. That's the fear in us. That's the survivor in me that says, I don't want to do this. The thriving in me says, ah, you've came from that survivor aspect. You've worked on all of that. And now you are amazing. And let's go forward. I think it for me, it really starts with celebrating the things. When we talk about the things that we didn't get done every day, we're, talk, we're actually celebrating our failures. And what I've learned is not to talk about those things, unless I'm truly celebrating that failure, which we'll talk about. But celebrate the little things that go right. You know, when somebody says, how was your day today? Oh, I had an amazing day today. I drank all my water. Yay, me, right? Even if it's something small, learn to celebrate all of the things because other people want to celebrate with you. They want to celebrate for you. And as you celebrate yourself more, you'll find that it just becomes second nature. Um, one of the other aspects that really helped me was a coach a long time ago that said, is this a roadblock? Is this a pothole or is this a curb? And I was like, what do you mean a roadblock, a pothole, or a curb? A roadblock stops you in your tracks, right? A roadblock is you come up against something and you're like, whoa, that's a big deal. I can't go any further because of this, right? A roadblock could be financial. Um, so you come against this roadblock, you say, I, I can't pay my bills this month, right? I mean, it's that's that's it. I don't have any more money. That's a roadblock. But you can figure out how to get around that roadblock, right? There's always detours that you can take. There's always changes that you can make. But the roadblocks really stop us in our, in our tracks. The challenge with being a survivor is that we typically look at those roadblocks and we immediately go, yep, nope, that's not going to work. And we change, right? And we go extreme. And then when you go extreme, you're still kind of stuck in the survival mode because you didn't really solve the roadblock. You didn't really move that, that barrier out of the way. You just took a detour and avoided it. And a lot of the roadblocks, I think, come truly from, from fear.
potholes are something that if you go fast, you hardly feel them, right? If you're driving down that gravel road and you're cruising along and you hit a pothole, you go, oh yeah, that's it. And you keep driving, right? In our life, we hit those potholes and they, they're just potholes. They're just bumps in the road and we go, oh, okay, it's no big deal. And we kind of minimize it. When I think about my own personal life, and I tell a lot of personal stories because I think it ties everybody back in, it helps you to understand it. So for me, a roadblock came up in my life where my now ex-husband wasn't able to work anymore. He wasn't able, he had a condition, he wasn't able to go to work. I became the sole provider for our family. We had a family of four. Um, I was just getting started in my college education. I worked three jobs. I struggled to keep everything afloat. I had no relationship with my family because I was working so hard to keep the family afloat. So that my roadblock came up in that he wasn't able to work. I said, that's okay. I've got this. I can survive this. And I just shifted. But what that roadblock did for me was that I missed my children's lives. And you guys, I cannot tell you, you don't get that time back. And it brings tears to my eyes even now thinking about the years that I missed with my crew because I was so busy working because I felt like I had to just survive. I could have looked at it as just a pothole and said, oh, that's a bummer. You know, so he's not able to work. Maybe we trim the budget here or we do this differently here and just kind of go fast and go through it. The curbs are something that I had to redefine after I became a thriving person, right? I can really, I do really good as a survivor recognizing the roadblocks. I do really good as a survivor recognizing the potholes. The curbs required me to have faith. And when you have faith and that switches your thriving mindset. And that's, I think, where the struggle comes in is because as a survivor, we don't want to have faith. We want to just handle it. We're just going to do it, right? As a thriving person, we have faith and we say, yeah, this is all going to work. It's all going to be fine. So if you look at something and you think, okay, it's a roadblock and I've got to just switch. Nah, it's really not. Change that roadblock into a pothole. Go really fast over that pothole and and I promise you, you'll get through it. Or you look at it as a curb and you say, oh, wow, this is a bummer, but I'm going to lift up my foot. I'm going to have faith that when I lift up my foot or if I lift up my foot to step down, that either way, it's going to work out. You know, I think a big part of it came from a coach who asked me, how do you see yourself? And how do you want to be? And when she asked me how I saw myself when I was first getting started on my journey of surviving, she asked me, she said, how do you see yourself? And I said, you know, that character from the, the Peanuts cartoons, the one that's got all the swirling dust all around him. And it's just, he's always in chaos and he's just upset. And she was like, yeah. And I said, that's me. And she said, really? Well, how do, what do you want to be? And I said, well, I really want to be that one ray of sunlight that you see when you look up at the clouds and you see that one ray of sunlight that's coming down and it hits the earth and you're like, wow, that's a beautiful ray of sunlight. I want to be that ray of sunlight, right? So I had to do a lot of visualization with shifting from being that scared pile of dust that's attracting chaos into my life. Because when I attract chaos, then it means I really don't have to deal with my own crud. I've got everybody else's stuff to deal with, to being that ray of sunlight and quieting myself and learning what to say and what to do. So think about how do you see yourself now and really journal about it. Think about where where you're at now. How do you see yourself? Maybe you see yourself just keeping your head above water. Maybe you see yourself treading water. Maybe you see yourself out in the middle of the ocean scared that a shark's going to come around you. Whatever you see yourself now as, 
name it and really visualize that. And then shift your mindset and say, this is how I want to be. And y'all, I kept those pictures up on my computer for a long time. I had both pictures up on my computer and I would look at the one and I think I don't want to be like that. And I would take that picture down and I would put up my ray of sunshine. I had it on my cell phone as a background. I had it as a reminder of this is who I wanted to be. And when you start putting that into your head, I'm telling you, it really does come true. So it's great to have all of this stuff. It's great to be able to define, you know, this is a roadblock. This is a pothole. This is a curb. This is how I do things. This is who you are. But how do you move from this being reactive to being proactive? So I think the first step is that if you feel like you're in the survivor mode, you got to recognize it. You got to own it and you got to choose to change. You know, it, it becomes exhausting to just survive. It, it's, it hurts you to, to do it. And when you, when you are in that survivor mode and you say, I, I am a survivor, right? But recognize it and then choose to change. And it, it, that was really hard for me, you guys. Like, I mean, it was really hard. And I had a coach who asked me, she said, where is this fear coming from? And I could trace that fear all the way back to when I was four years old and I watched my dad seriously beating my two older sisters who would have been, I was four, my middle sister would have been 10, my older sister would have been 14. And I was watching my dad beat my sisters and I snuck under the table as quietly as I could and I called my mom at work and I said, mommy, you gotta come home. Daddy's being mean to the girls. And my mom came home, by then my dad was gone. My mom then left my father. But that was the first time that I remember really feeling that fear. And that fear carries on with us. That fear carried on with me to my next relationship where I married a very, very abusive man. That fear carried on to my next relationship where I, I got out of that abusive relationship and I married a man who was financially unstable. And I was always so worried about food and money, right? So dig deep and find out where that fear is coming from but also recognize the things that you survived through. I journaled about the things that I survived through. And then I celebrated that I survived those things. I survived an abusive childhood. I survived an abusive relationship. I survived being the sole provider of a family of four. I survived getting my bachelor's in, in degree. I survived getting my MBA, right? Those are all things that I survived and then I changed that into, I thrived through this situation. And it took a lot of journaling. It really did. It, for me, I'm a writer. And so I wrote it down. So I would write things like, I survived years of being the sole provider with Gary. And then I'd write the very next sentence I'd make myself write is, I thrived through that situation. The other thing I would say is surround yourself with greatness, okay? Surrounding yourself with greatness doesn't just mean the people that you surround yourself with. It means what, you, what you've got coming in your head, what you're listening to, what you're reading, who you're around as people. Surround yourself with greatness. When you surround yourself with greatness, you start to pick up on their greatness as well. Another thing that helped me a lot was using what's in my toolbox, right? So I, I think I was at a Keller Williams, I want to say it was Mega Camp, Mega Camp Family Reunion, one of those things. And the person who was talking said, you know, I have a leadership toolbox. And she said, and in my toolbox, I have all sorts of tools. And I'm thinking, all right, what's in my leadership toolbox? And she said, 
she'd open up her toolbox and she'd see a feather in there. And sometimes when she was working with people, she'd tickle them with her feather and she'd make them laugh and giggle. And that was how she solved whatever problem they had going on. And then the other tool she had in her toolbox was a hammer, which, you know, we all need that hammer sometimes, right? Let's just bonk them on the head and make them change or bonk ourselves on the head and make us change, right? And she said the most important tool that she had in her toolbox was her mirror. And what I found was that the mirror works the best for me. When I'm in that survival mode, look in the mirror and see why I'm in that survival mode. Why am I coming from fear? Why am I coming from scarcity? Why am I worried about these things? And then shift that mindset so that I'm not just doing that because what we are inside, we reflect onto others. And if you all have children, I can't tell you how important this is. Um, my ex and I got divorced when my daughter was 17 and my son would have been 15. And what I realized is that I was the role model for them. So I honestly was very, very focused on being that person who was going to show them that you can get through anything and you can come out on top. Right. And so remember that the people who are around you, you're being that shining example for them. You're helping to model this behavior so that it works for them. I, I know this sounds crazy because we're coaches, right. And, and part of it is that you could look at it and say, oh, she's just, you know, looking for new clients or something like that, whatever. I'm not going to even go there, but I am going to tell you that you can't do this journey alone. You do need to have a coach. You do need to have an accountability partner. You need to have somebody who's on your side. Um, even as coaches, we have coaches. I've had a coach for many years. It's, it's really, really important if you're going to be taking this journey to have a coach who can help you when you're feeling that fear, when you're feeling that survival mode and kind of talk you through of how do you, how do you get to the, to the thriving mode? How do you take control of your business rather than letting life or business control you? Your fear, your scarcity, your survival mode can control you, right? Because if we're in survivor mode, we might just bury our heads and work 100 hours in a week. Now, that's not really possible, but we feel like we are, right? Because that's our survivor mode. Our survivor mode says we don't have any money coming in. So let's just work super, super hard and that will have money coming in. But then you miss out on so many other things. So shifting your mindset from being surviving to thriving is truly a choice you have to make sometimes every day, right? You choose to be happy when you wake up. You choose to be in the thriving mindset. You choose to be a successful person. You're allowed to have a five-minute pity party. I love it. You know, change takes time. I think Lisa mentioned that in her presentation. Have a five-minute pity party. It's no big deal. Have it and then journal it out or talk about it or get online with your coach or be accountable to somebody and say, man, I, I really, I had it today. You know, um, I have an amazing boyfriend right now that when I'm having my five minute pity party, I can call him and go, okay, I'm really feeling it today. Like I did all these things wrong and he'll go, really? Okay. So are you going to tell me how you're thriving today? And he'll walk me through it. So again, it goes back to surrounding yourself with greatness, having a coach that you can turn to or an accountability partner. Some of the books that I've read that absolutely changed my world, Untethered Soul with, by Michael Singer. Um, it was really hard to read. Don't get me wrong. I read it, threw it across the room. I bought it on Audible book, listened to it and thought, that didn't like that. I read it again. I read it again. <laughs> it took me several times of reading through it. It's If you're going to dig deep and do the work, Untethered Soul becomes a really powerful book to read. Don't beat yourself up over it. I did. 
I would read like five or six pages. I would get frustrated because I could see so much of myself in that book. And then I'd beat myself up over it. That's not going to take you from surviving to thriving. All that's going to do is continue beating you up. So read the book, listen to the book, take what you can get out of it. Mindset by Carol Dweck talks a ton about moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And that's a lot of times where survivor people, people, survivors, we stay in a fixed mindset because we think that's the only thing we can do. And so going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset might be really hard, but the book itself was an amazing book. Stop Doing That Shit by Gary Bishop. Hilarious book. He's a very honest, very direct person, but it was a great book to read. And one of the other books that I didn't mention, or I didn't put on the slide that I thought was a, that's one of the books that kind of changed my life was called Ted or The Empowerment Dynamic. The Empowerment Dynamic talks about the drama triangle and how to move from being a victim to a coach or uh, you know different things. Again, all of these books are going to be something that you take from them what you need to take from them, right? These are just books that I know for me helped me change my life. And I go back to them a lot. When I'm having my five-minute pity party, I know I, I know what I'm having my five-minute pity party over. And I'll go back to one of these books and read a couple pages for it. So you kind of have to decide what works for you, right? Um, scents are a really powerful thing for me. That's what works for me is I will, I'll smell something different just to kind of stop my brain, reset my thought process and move to something different. So you can move out of a mindset of just getting by, right? I mean, we all are in the survival mode sometimes of, of it's, it's just a day. I just want to wake up today and go to sleep today. I've got a crammed schedule. I'm struggling with all of these things, whatever it is, but move out of that mindset and into a mindset of growth. Start with gratitude. You know, I know a lot of other coaches have mentioned this, but start with gratitude. One of the things that changed, it's hard to do. Don't get me wrong. But one of the things that changed for me was I was accountable to it. Every day on Facebook, I would post something I was grateful for. I am grateful for blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't repeat it. And it couldn't be something dumb, right? I couldn't say I'm grateful for coffee. Well, yeah, hell yeah, I'm grateful for coffee. We're all grateful for coffee. It's a great thing. But it wasn't one of the things I could put on Facebook. So do a 30-day challenge with yourself and challenge yourself to really dig deep into what you're grateful for. Um, uh, there's an app called the Five Minute Journal, probably one of the hardest apps that I've used. <laughs> there's, the, there's the honesty in me. You know what makes me struggle in the Five Minute Journal app? I have to celebrate what I did right every day. That sucks for a survivor like me who wants to recognize all my failures. In this five minute journal app, you start the morning, in the morning, I start mine at 6 a.m. You start with your gratefuls, then you set your intentions for the day, and then you come back at night, you set your affirmations too, and then you come back at night and you, you journal what you did right for the day and how the day went. It's easy for me to do my affirmations. It's easy for me to start with gratitude, coming back at the end of the night and saying, these are the things that I did right. That's tough. It's a really great opportunity for us to celebrate ourselves. Most of all, give yourself grace, man. It took many years for me to be in a survival mode and change to thriving. It doesn't change overnight. It's not something that just magically appears that you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm now in a thriving mode. I remember when I made the intention to move from survivor to thriving, 
I was doing, I was trying to come up with my word of the year, right? And one year my word was worth. And that that's, you know, saying I am worthy every day. That's a powerful affirmation right there. Um, this year, my word's been intentional, right? I'm going to be intentional with my time. I'm going to be intentional with, with my words. I'm going to be intentional with how I did things. One year I picked Thrive. And that year that I picked Thrive, every time I said, I'm just surviving, I'm fine. I would make the statement of I am thriving. We know that anything that follows I am, we become, right? So if I say I'm a knucklehead, I'm going to become a knucklehead. The more times I say it, the more times I'm going to be it. So when I would say I'm just surviving, I would change that to I'm thriving today. I am worthy today. Even better, I am enough, right? So changing that mindset, it keeps you going. It, it changes how you view things. And again, I would highly recommend having a coach or an accountability partner because those are the ones that hold you accountable to when you're making those statements or if you're having that five minute pity party or if you're still in your survivor mode, you know, um, if you're really not journaling about your fear, if you're not digging deep into things. So that being said, I think I've whizzed through my presentation, probably talked a ton too fast, but it, even if you just want to have your story heard and have someone validate it, that's one of the more powerful things with, with moving from surviving to thriving, right? Is being heard and knowing that it's okay. It, and it's okay to be wherever you are at in this journey. It's okay. Give yourself that grace. It's very hard to celebrate ourselves, right? But when you're in that survivor mode and you, you celebrate your, your achievements or your opportunities or the things that you're doing right, whatever it is, it becomes, it's really hard in the beginning. It does get easier. I will tell you that, but it is really hard in the beginning. However, if you continue to celebrate your failures, you are going to continue to remain stuck. It's a choice that you have to make where you have to say, I choose not to be stuck anymore. I don't want to be in the same situation anymore. And I'm going to celebrate myself and it's okay to celebrate myself. I am worthy of celebration. I have that word worth all over my house because I am worthy of those celebrations. I am worthy of the opportunity to celebrate myself. The biggest thing for me when I'm feeling that way is to recognize that I am worth it, that it, that I do deserve this. It, it's okay to celebrate me because really when we celebrate ourselves, others get to celebrate us too. One of the things that hit me upside the head one time was somebody said, when you choose not to celebrate you, you're actually doing a disservice to the ones who love you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And they said, you're not allowing people to love you because you're not celebrating you. And I thought, oh, I'm hurting other people by not allowing them to celebrate with me. Because as a survivor, I want everybody happy. I want everybody to be in love. And I come last. And that's my mindset. And that's my world. But when somebody said I wasn't allowing other people to love and celebrate with me, that made me want to change. You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You allow that vulnerability, you open it up to allow so many other things to come into your life. When you put your guard up, you're actually telling the universe, stay away. You have to let that guard kind of come down, be vulnerable, be open to things. And yeah, are you going to fail? Absolutely. Is it going to hurt sometimes? You betcha. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be, a, you know, something that challenges you? Yep. Yep. It's not easy. And 
when you do it, you, it's almost like your, your whole world shifts and it's, and you don't see it originally. I will tell you that too. I don't think I saw it originally that I was moving from being such a survivor into a thriving person. It, it took me, it took me a little while before I looked back and was like, Whoa, when you're journaling about it and you look back a few years and you look back at your journal, you like, I don't even know who that child is anymore. Right. So it's okay. If you don't see it and you don't recognize it every day, Others will recognize it in you. If you focus on your failures as something that's teaching you lessons and it's pushing you forward and it's making you be better, they are absolutely. I totally agree with that. But if you only focus on your failures, you never see the great things that you're doing. I'll tell you a story that kind of impacted me. So I volunteer with a company called Trauma Intervention Program, and we go out with first responders to events that are traumatic for individuals. And we sit with those individuals and I call it holding space while the individual is going through whatever trauma they're going through and the first responders can do their job and medical examiners can do their job. So I showed up to a very traumatic event where um, an individual had died by suicide. He had shot himself and there was probably 15 or 20 friends that were there. They all knew him. And, and I sat with each one of these people and I talked with them and um, I was there for maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. And then everything kind of wrapped up and they really didn't need me. They were such a tight knit support group of friends. They didn't need a volunteer around. So I left in the call the next day, the, the company that I volunteer with, they always check on me the next day and say, how are you doing? How did it go? So they called me to check on the call and I said, oh, it's just dumb. I mean, I, I didn't even need to be there. I don't even know why I was around there. Like I just hung out with these people and what they said in all of their comments when they contacted the company back was they said it was such an impactful thing for this stranger to be around us. She didn't really say much, but just having her presence there meant the world to us. So sometimes we celebrate what we think are failures when mm -hmm. they're really successes in someone else's eyes. So don't let your perception become a reality. Shift and change that because it we, you just don't know what someone else is thinking. And when you celebrate that that stumbling block, it just becomes bigger. I would say to anybody who's making the choice to go from surviving to thriving is congratulations, celebrate you, right? Celebrate you. If you do this for no one else in the world, do it for you. And if you can't do it for you, because I couldn't, when I first started this journey, I did it for my daughter. I did not want my daughter to make the same mistakes that I made. And I'll tell you that one of the reasons that I had made this decision was my daughter and I were sitting on the couch and she was telling me about her boyfriend and she looked at me and she goes, oh my gosh, mom, I'm dating dad. Why was she dating someone similar to my ex? Because I raised her too. I modeled that behavior. So holy cranoli, let me change that behavior in me so that she can change that behavior in her. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope Jennifer helped you recognize some of the patterns you may be trapping yourself in and inspired you to make changes in your life to begin having more joy each and every day. Wherever you are at now and wherever you see yourself going, move from being reactive to being proactive. Go to businessandlifecoaching.com to access our free resources and training to help you get started. If you're ready to make some serious changes with the help of a coach, please get in touch and schedule a strategy call to try coaching out for free at businessandlifecoaching.com slash strategy dash call. Own your change. See you next week for another episode of Business Meets Spirituality.